going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 258, and I had a conversation with Tevin Tavares. He's from Oakland, California, and he is an award-winning writer, director, filmmaker, uh, producer. Did I say director already? I think I did. (laughs) He's incredibly talented, and... Uh, Tony Green, who was on the show uh, a while back, recommended that I have a talk with Tevin because he's an extraordinary guy, and uh, Tony was not wrong. And this is the conversation that we had, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think you are going to hear huge things from Tevin in the years to come. Uh, I will put links on the links page for you to check out his work. Um, he's got short films that are incredible, Through Your Eyes, Now in America, uh, Lust, and uh, he was in a, as a performer, as an actor, he was in a short film called The Shoes that is set to a poem, and it's also very moving, uh, and he is, recently you can find his work on Amazon on Top Class, The Life and Times of the Sierra Canyon Trailblazers which is about extraordinary basketball kids who are the children of extraordinary basketball adults. So definitely check that out. At the end of the episode, when I ask everyone their, the good ways to find them on the internets, uh, I asked Tevin, and he told me his Instagram as well as uh, you know his website and stuff. But the Instagram, when he was saying it, the, the sound shot out in Zoom, so it didn't take... Uh, I tried to recover it, but it just, it wasn't there. So I just want to say that if you want to find Tevin on Instagram, it's at Tevin.Jordan. So that's T-E-V-I-N dot J-O-R-D-A-N, along with, of course, his website, TevinJTavares.com. That's an obvious one. Sometimes Instagram is not an obvious address. So I just want to make sure that that was made clear. I'll put links to everything as I always do on the heyhumanpodcast.com website. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. He's a good guy, and uh, I'm always excited when good things are happening for good people. It, it makes me very happy. Um, I want to read something. I got an email, lovely email, and I asked permission if I could share this. It's based on last week's uh, Barbara Kaplan Bennett's story about melanoma and how she lost her nose. And this person writes in, uh, Barbara's story is very different from mine. Mine was not on my face. It was interesting hearing about her experience in prosthetics. Her attitude alone is inspiring. Boy, is that true. Um, There have been many advancements in treatment to melanoma since her diagnosis, though not specifically in the uh, desmomelo. I would want to add one thing to the melanoma conversation. That is super important. Most folks do not fully understand or appreciate that not all melanoma is directly related to the sun. You can get melanoma without being a sun worshiper in places that are not exposed to the sun. I think people feel safe if they weren't sun tanning all their life. But that's a false sense of security. You can get melanoma in places where the sun don't shine. (laughs) I was never a sun worshiper and did not sunbathe as a child. Though I was a swimmer, so perhaps that just little bit of exposure plus my DNA was enough to ultimately cause mine. Who knows? It's a rare breed of insidious melanoma that starts to grow under your skin. You often do not find it until it's erupted through the skin and sadly has already spread. 
Barbara having hers on her face was a particularly tricky problem with removing what a nightmare. Uh, it was great to keep on her doctors and following her gut. It undoubtedly saved her life. Uh, my short story is that I got lucky on so many levels with discovery and the treatment for mine. Mine developed under scar tissue on my chest. I only noticed it because the seatbelt in my car started to bother me. I had a wonderful dermatologist who didn't hesitate to biopsy, and it turned out to be late-stage, two-borderline desmoplastic melanoma that had begun to metastasize through ultimately, though ultimately, sorry, I'm reading this terribly, though ultimately it was determined not outside the tumor. So anyway, she goes on to talk about what she did to, to deal with it, and uh, she got in a trial for an immunotherapy vaccine as well, which was great, and she's now cancer-free. But this is uh, good information. I just wanted to read that letter because I do think that we do get a false sense of security. Um, and even if you have dark skin, you can also ha get skin cancer. It's it's not like um, a super shield. But please, please, please uh, check your skin. Do regular mole checks. If something seems out of the ordinary, just have it checked. What have you got to lose? Best to catch it. Best to catch it early and live a nice long life than to die of skin cancer. So that's my PSA. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, so all that being said, I'm going to do the usual suspects uh, that I do. Social media, Hey Human Podcast can be found on Facebook and Instagram. You can email me, obviously, susan at heyhumanpodcast.com. Go to heyhumanpodcast.com and check out the links page. Every episode gets its own pile of links where I reference uh, books and magazines and, and websites and anything pertaining to what my guest and myself talked about. So definitely check that out. It's a time saver for you. You don't have to go all over the web to find things. It's all in one place. So that's nice and handy. You can find merch on the store there on heyhumanpodcast.com if you want Hey Human merch, t-shirts and pencil cases and bags and all sorts of things, hats. So it's a great way to support Hey Human. Another great way to support Hey Human is to rate and review it on iTunes. It's hugely important and it helps immensely. So please take time to rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you want to know more about me and what I'm doing, check out SusanRuth.com. You'll get information about my music and art. And if I'm interviewed on something, I put all that stuff on SusanRuth.com. And you can also sign up for the mailing list there. I do not go crazy with the mailing list. I send it out about every quarter or maybe even a little bit longer between time frames. So long enough for you to forget that you signed up for the mailing list and they get mad that you got an email from me. <laughs> Hopefully you won't get mad, but you get the idea. Uh, that's about it. Uh, oh, if you want to hear my music, you can go to Susan Ruth on iTunes or I'm also on Spotify. So and Amazon and all the places, basically. Anywhere on the web you can get music. I'm probably there. So check that out too. Thank you for listening. I'm excited about this episode because I'm excited about Tevin Tavares and where he is headed and where he has been. And it's like I said, it's just good to see the good ones uh, do well. So we need more of that in the universe, don't you think? Thank you. Thank you. Be well. Be kind, take care of each other, and uh, here we go. Kevin Tavares, welcome to Hey Human. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's really a pleasure, honestly.
I learned about you through our mutual friend, Mr. Tony Green, and yeah. he raves about you. He, he, you know, a lot of uh, respect and love there. And he said, you got to check this guy out. He's really great. And so I went and, and I actually all afternoon, I read about you and, and watched your wow. short films and all that. And I was like, man, this guy is cool. So uh, what really, cool. what really struck me, and I want to get to, I want to start with your beginnings and things, but I just have to say what really struck me, the, the human in your films. And I think I don't know a lot about filmmaking, but from the perspective of a perspective of a viewer, you your the cinematography shot choices. You feel so there, you feel like you're, you are either the person being filmed. It's, it's hard to explain exactly what I mean, but I really dug it. No, and the lighting you. is really cool too. Thank you. No, I, I yeah. mean, that's, I think that, um, you know, when you come from the Bay Area, you come from, come from Oakland, um, you know, we're so heavy on authenticity. And I think when you're heavy on that, you know, I always try to tell people, I'm like, you know, when you, when you come from, from the Bay Area, you know, people will call you out for being fake. And, and I think that I take that into my filmmaking where I want it to feel as real as possible. And I want people to, to really leave and feel something, whether they feel inspired or they want to cry, or they want to laugh. Um, yeah. They get away where there's, there's a sense of hope at the end of any of my films that I make or they, they feel away, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing from the shot choice to the, the music that I use um, to, to how things are shot to the stories, you know, if I'm doing an interview with somebody, uh, I think it all comes to, to comfort. And I think, you know, with any film that I've done, whether that's a documentary or a narrative mm -hmm. film, um, I think the, the cast or whoever the talent is, uh, you know, they, they, they have a, a belief in me that I, that I can't explain and, and they trust me. And I think when you get trust from, you know, the people that you're working with or you're filming, it allows them to be vulnerable and allows them to let their guard down and allows them to seek out their true emotions. And I think that's just my biggest blessing that I've had is, you know, I've just been able to make people feel comfortable. And when people feel comfortable, they're able to, to get the real side of things that, uh, that you can capture in cinema. There's a true vulnerability to the stories you're telling too. I think it would be, It'd be hard to be in something that you're that you particularly not the world you but you particularly are making and not feel that because it's in the story and i'm not uh, when i watched the numb in america short um i got i got choked up i mean that whew, that was that was very heavy and sadly it's, it's something that is perpetuating all the time. I want to get into your films, but I want to start with you as a person. So you grew up mm -hmm. in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My grandma stayed on 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 top of in eighty on eighty second, um, and my parents stayed in Hayward. So, and my dad worked in Oakland, and I went to school in Oakland pretty much my whole life. So, you know, and all my family lived in Oakland, but I spent most of my time as a kid, as a teenager. Uh, most of my time in Oakland, uh, you know, that's that's what influenced me a lot. I was always at my grandma's house <laughs> legit every single day from the time I was a kid to the time I was in high school. Um, and yeah, you know, I grew up between Oakland and Hayward. Uh, and, and that was that was, you know, that was my stomping grounds in the Bay, pretty much all over the Bay. You know? 
was it a creative childhood or I think for filmmakers, I feel like they see the world so differently. Everything to them comes in in a different light and picture than for the rest of us. Was it, were you like that as a kid? I played a lot of sports. Um, so I think that, you know, me, me playing a lot of sports, uh, that, that grew my sense of storytelling where it was like, you know, I, I was creative where I, I love to draw and I love to color and I love to build stuff with Legos and all that. But I think like I played sports since I was younger. And when you play sports, you go through so many emotions as a mm. kid, as an adult, as a teenager, because you have to fight and you have to go through so much perseverance. You have to train, you have to get up early. You have to go through so many battles in your heads. You know, sports is the ultimate form of storytelling. You know, when you look at Greek gladiators, you know, in, in the Olympics of all times, like those are, those are real stories, you know, and, and that's, that's where I get my storytelling from is playing sports all those years. Like I can't even sit up here and tell you like, yeah, like, you know, I grew up and I was always watching movies and TV shows and, you know, I watched Fresh Prince and, you know, I, you know, I watched like Lion King and Disney movies and stuff and, you know, but it wasn't like, you know, I, yeah, I've been, I knew I wanted to be a filmmaker since I was, you know, five years old. Like I didn't realize I wanted to be a filmmaker until, I was 18, you know, and I didn't even know what the, what a, I didn't even know I wanted to be, or I didn't even know I was a director until I was maybe 22, you know, I didn't know that's what I was until I figured it out through self-discovery. You know, I just wanted to make commercials for Nike, you know, so that was it. But, you know, 18 was when I say, like, I realized like, okay, I want to make videos that inspire people, you know. As a kid, you're like, oh, Nike, Nike is awesome. Their their commercials are incredible. What made you go, oh, wait, I want to tell my own stories. Was What was it? Um, what was that moment for you? So I was, there was this, me and my friend, Carlisle, he's from the Bay Area as well. Um, he, you know, came to me one day and was like, hey, you know, they're not making real advertising anymore, real ads. And I was like, you know, what do you mean? He's like, just, you know, things just aren't authentic anymore. Um, and he was, you know, one day he was like, you know, I wrote, he had wrote this poem and I was like, jokingly like, well, shit, like I'll act in it. And he was like, he was like, all right, we'll be up tomorrow at 6 a.m. and we're going to go shoot it. And I was like, all right, for sure. So legit, we woke up at like 6 a.m. You know, he had me read over this voiceover. Um, he had me act in, in this thing called the shoes, which is like mm -hmm. one of the first things that I ever did. I like, acted in it, and then, it was great. It was I watched you. it. It was really thank great. You. And then um, it ended up going viral, you know, within like two yeah. days. And That's super intense. Like, I mean, yeah. geez, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it got on like complex and like world star, and like you know, people were hitting, hitting, you know, people all over the bay had saw it, and that was like people's like little first introduction to like okay like okay Tev, like what are you doing up there in oregon you know what i mean like what are you doing up there like you you doing something and like i didn't even i was just being myself like i didn't i didn't know how to act any of that like i was just like sure like i'll go ahead and act this out you know what i mean with facial expressions and emotions and stuff like you know i was just being myself and then um and then that's when it sparked that's when i was like you know me and my homies in college, we're just like, yo, let's just do something every couple months and let's just make something. And, you know, that was that was my film school. I was in I was in the advertising program, but that was my film school. Like in film school, what you do is 
you know, they teach you the basics and, and you go work with, with your, with your fellow students and you make mm-hmm. projects. So I would say at Oregon, we probably made probably four films between my junior and senior year, maybe five, four out of those five ended up going viral and winning awards, you know? So, you know, it, sometimes it's just, you know, I always wanted to go to USC um, and legit, you know, <laughs> I didn't end up going to USC, but but uh, I think I got blessed with the opportunity to, you know, be at, being at Oregon was was my film school. Yeah, and you don't have all the student loans now for the film school on top of regular going to college. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still have I still have student loans, but I, it would have been worse if I would have went to like got my master's at USC. Yeah. you know. So, uh, fortunately enough, um, my my years in Oregon were my film school. You know. Yeah. It's cool that you had people around you that that were creative and that could see the vision as well as you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's a lifetime before you meet those kinds of people that you really vibe with you and and see things through yeah, your lens. Yeah, I think you know. I just I was very just fortunate enough to have yeah. a team of people that we all saw the same vision and wanted to you know make art that inspired people. And when you have a team of people that are all down for that, then, you know, the blessings happen and, and, and the art happens and the great things happen. So um, I'm just thankful to have, you know, my close friends at Oregon who are always down to make videos and films. And, you know, that really sparked interest in, the, in, in not only, you know, the, the community in Oregon, but around around the uh, around the country. When did you, what brought up uh, the Kendrick Lamar thing? How did that come to be? <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got fired from Adidas. What? Um, oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll never forget, I was like in my car and I was listening to that song and I was like, because it's like the song is kind of reversed. And I was like, dang, like this is kind of like, you know, what Kendrick is saying is like, it's like repeated actions that a black man does every day that leads to his eventual death. And I was like, dang, like we should just make like a music video slash short film for this and release it on Kendrick's birthday. And we legit, like we got, we came together and we concepted up this stuff and, you know, as a team and, you know, we went to Eugene, Oregon and we made Eugene, Oregon look like it was LA. And yeah. we, shot the, we shot the film and, put it out on Kendra's birthday and we were like, damn, we thought it was going to go viral. And I, and I, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, man, maybe, you know, cause we have been hidden. Like, I think like it, it, we probably were like four films in a row that just had just hit every time. And I was like, dang, like maybe this isn't the one that hits. I was like, maybe, maybe, you know, my community and people are going to mess with it, but maybe nobody's going to pick it up. I'll, I'll never forget I check my because we because how we would do all our press and that's why I'm so big on marketing now is we would send every film that we did we would send it to writers and we would send it to blogs you know because we knew that was where it, it held up so we I remember sending out hella just emails to people and I'll never forget I, I went I was I was somewhere in Portland like I think like at a Chipotle and you know I was chilling and. I remember I, I just got done, I, you know, I washed my hands in the bathroom and I'll never forget, I checked my phone and I saw an email from this writer, like, hey, like, saw your film, here goes an article about it. And it was on this thing called Hip Hop DX. And the next thing you know, hot new hip hop, the next day, Complex, 
then the next day somebody else then the next day complex uk and then it just went viral and like you know to this day i still think i still think that kendrick saw it you know and his team saw it you know because it was pretty much like you know if you look up kendrick lamar less like that video comes up yeah so you know it was just it was just a moment where you know okay cool like (laughs) things are you know when me and the my my friends like we know how to that's why i never really like i know how now like any film that i make i know it's a struggle for me not to be a part of the marketing you know when bigger people are in charge of it that's because i'm like you know i grew up not or i was an advertising student one but also like any film that we made with me and my friends we did all our own marketing you know so and that we're like yo we know we know what's what's going to make the people want to watch this and you know it's it's getting attention from blogs and sites and now yeah. you know, that was years ago things are you know that was that was still in the age we had social media instagram but it wasn't popping that like it's that now but you know still like you know you let the people decide and you know if people decide they're going to write on it you know and they trust their i mean people trust their friends so if your friend's like, oh, you got to, yeah, check this out. This is yeah. really cool. They'll, your friends listen and then they tell their friends and it just becomes this thing. Did, did Kendra no. reach out to you? No, but I still, ah. see day, you know, when I, when I meet him one day, I'll be like, yeah, I remember when me and my friends, we did a fake music video for you and it went viral and they'd be like, it might be like, you know, he might not forget it, but what he might be like, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll I'm surprised see. he didn't reach out. Well, he, maybe he was still well. Who knows? Maybe he's keeping we'll an eye see. on you, and you don't know. <laughs> dude, he might be. I think a lot yeah. of people are doing that, but a lot of my mentors and people. I think there's people out there that are that are peeping, you know, but but yeah. are just probably waiting for that right time. So I think I think it's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, talent rises. It's just the way it works. You know, yeah, yeah, and, and cool. determination. I mean, uh, clearly you're super hardworking and determined and have that's a vision. Fine. Yeah. That's I fine, mean, I think that shows that it's like as I said, when I was watching it, you can see, you really feel like you're in it. And for a filmmaker to be able to do that, there's a, there's a disconnect. Sometimes it happens, you know, when you're watching something that is mediocre where you, you realize, oh, I'm, I'm watching a thing a thing that's separate from me. And then with some of the great filmmakers, when you're watching it, it, it is you, you, you are the character. You feel like I'm getting the shivers just saying that right now. It's like, you feel that connection. That's what sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah, I think. That's real. I I wouldn't even say like, you know, I just think that, and I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't go to film school. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't get hit to like, you know, you know, foreign films or, you know, yeah. people would look at me all the time. Like, man, did you watch this, this, and this by David Fincher? And I'm like, nah, I haven't, man. Sorry. <laughs> you know? So I think. But don't you me, feel like that gives you, that allows you to have your own voice. You don't, you're not yeah. being, it's almost like that thing of, um, you haven't been spoiled by everyone else's idea. No, nah, no. Nah, I, I think for me, like, you know, and that's one of the biggest things, I guess, you know, with the last thing I did with Top Class, uh, the doc series with Amazon um, and Sierra King, people were like, I've never seen anything like this before. You know, I've never seen anything like this before. And I think for me, it's just, you know, I get a lot of inspiration from music videos, but I also get a lot of inspiration from like Donald Glover, you know, uh, Ryan Coogler, um, yeah. Kiro Morai, like, 
you know, these are, I try to take a little bit of everything from them and then I try to mix it and put it into my own. And, and I think, you know, when I, when I talk to people, you know, one day when I'm able to like, you know, actually communicate that to people, like people will see it. They'll be like, yo, I could see like a Kendrick Lamar music video in here. I could see Ryan Coogler in here. I could see, uh, I could see, you know, hear a Mariah style in here. And it's just like, but you know, it's my style, you know, and I think people take different influences. And I think that's the beauty is like in any film that I make, I always pull from those type of references, you know, mm-hmm. and I put them and I'm put them and make them my own. And people are like, dang, I can see the simplicity of a hero where I can see the the quirkiness of a Donald Glover. I can see the intenseness of a Ryan Coogler. I can see the, the intenseness, but simpleness of a Kendrick Lamar. Like I can see the reference from Star Wars, you know, it's like, yo, like I grew up watching, you know, my dad would, uh, my favorite movies are Star Wars, Back to the Future and the Dark Knight. You know, and yeah. obviously like Boys in the Hood and stuff. Like, yeah. but, you know, I I take my favorite movie ever is The Dark Knight. You know, and I think that's a movie that is just so intense from the. Is story. that Chris Nolan? Is that a Nolan, Nolan. one? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. But I mean, he's another one of those people where it's like definite style. Yeah, there's a style, and I think that people now are starting to like. You've probably seen it, you know, but people are starting to realize like you know you definitely do have a style you know like and people can see it now like and i'm like i can't see i, I guess like the older that i get i start to realize that i could see you know in in the films but it's it's it's, it's, it's um oh it's yeah crazy. i i see your style it i mean and, <laughs> and i don't know what order they came out in but i but it's clear that your body of work is is by you you know and and it was really interesting too. Which was the what was the first one? Number America was the first one that I really uh, directed, and then we did we did a film for Kanye West uh, called um, uh, Dream Craig Conquer. Uh, that was like a little fake ideas there, and then then uh, and then I did then Lust came. Okay. And after Lust, it was Through Your Eyes. And that was from my friend who has uh, LCL, who has ALS, and my other friend Trey, who has cerebral palsy, two of the homies. Um, and that ended up, you know, that was fortunately enough that that got good response back. And that's one of, that's a tearjerker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just thankful for, for people that I've been able to collaborate with and, you know, people that have been able to, to, you know, just work together to create, you know, powerful art. And I think that's, that's all I really ever want to do, you know. When you were uh, doing the film in your eyes, did did you consciously have an awareness? I, I think people who are are dealing with disability uh, or less able than you know able bodied folks that um, there is that tendency to want to be like, oh look, this this person is suffering through this thing, but that's not what's going on here. How, did you have that conscious effort or did it just come naturally that you're like, Nope, I'm just telling the story of my friends and nah, they're badass. That, that was intentional. You know, I think that, you know, when I talked to my friend OCL, he was like, you know, he's probably one of the strongest, dopest people I know. And he was like, yo, like I want people to look at me like anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and we just so happened that my friend Trey, you know, um, he was just like, yo, like he had that swagger, you know? And I think that's what we wanted to replicate. 
in the film was um, legit. You know, we did not want to have it feel like a SAP story, like an ESPN or ABC thing where it's like, oh, look at this person and they're feeling bad. It's like, I knew, like, I was like, nah, I'm going to throw some Kendrick Lamar in there. Nah, we're going to have him where he's like, he's like, like, there's a moment in there where he says that he has a message. He's like, for anybody who, you know, looks at me, he's like, nah, remember me for who I am. You know, he speaks, you know, to the camera, like, it, to even right now, it's making me tear up because that was, that one I can't watch too often because that one, that one really makes me cry, you know? So yeah. I think like just, you know, he had that swagger on camera that, you know, really, really came out that was like, you know, he had those bites that really made you like, nah, don't look at me. Don't look at me and feel bad for me. You know, I'm, I'm on the same level you are, you know? So, um, that film, you know, fortunately enough, you know, that, that ended up winning the, you know, best short doc at the long, uh, Long Beach Indian International Film Festival. So, you know, that was a, uh, that was a blessing. You get a lot of story in this short amount of time. It's so wild. Like you hit play and two and a half minutes late, three minutes later on a couple of you, you're like, wait, I'm having all these feelings and I've, it's barely been playing. Yeah. Yeah. That that's was, so, yeah, that that's was, awesome. I mean, but that's, that's, that's really what, what I just want to do for every film that I make is I, I want to make people feel, you know, and yeah. I think, and I think, you know, I want you to feel the way after you and after you watch it, you know, and you, you leave and, you know, my I still to this day, I'm like, I can't wait for my first, you know, movie to come out where people leave the theater and they're like, damn, like, I felt that or I feel the way and you're on your way home and you go to sleep at night and you're still feeling it. And the next day you're still feeling it. And I think that's always been my goal is just like. I want people, I can't wait for that moment because I know how that is when I move, when I leave a movie theater and like it, go, it goes dark and you get up and you're kind of just like dazed. Yeah. 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 You're kind of just like, oh man, like my heart kind of hurts or I'm thinking about some yeah. stuff. And I think that's like always been my goal to, to anything that I make, you know? I'm definitely a crier at movies, but there have been a couple of movies where I've had to go straight to the bathroom and just like <laughs> snot and tears right down my face. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Ah. But that's what you want. That's what you want of your storytellers, right? Is that they, they're making you feel and think about things that maybe are put aside because it hurts, you know, or because it touches some vulnerable place in ourselves. Exactly just make make things that people remember i've been fortunate enough where you know the last couple of projects that i've been able to work on like it's it's touched like either a community or somebody individually where they can yeah. feel it you know so i'm, I'm it, you know i, I to this day <laughs> there was a moment where i was listening to uh the damian lillard song that i um that, that i was I, I directed with brookfield deuce and uh I was just like, dang, I forgot. I always forget about that music video because I'm like, dang, that was a big moment, you know, because it, it was just, it was bringing everybody in Oakland together and everybody in that Brookfield community. And I, sometimes I'll be forgetting. I'm like, dang, I forgot I even did that, you know, you know, so it's, it was, that was definitely one of my favorite ones. How did the, the top class come to happen? Because that's, I mean, that's a big deal. That's peeking in behind the curtain on some 
very famous families and right yeah i mean <laughs> top class was you know it was it was a matter of timing um i've been talking with uninterrupted for probably about four or five months and we were just looking for the right project to collaborate on um and you know top class ended up uh being the one that you know they wanted me to direct uh, and now you know fortunately enough you know i got to know these kids and you know me and my team of uh of, of people of filmmakers like craig he was a producer milana she was another uh you know cinematographer um doug he was our sound guy oliver he was one of our dps and anthony was one of our dps and you know, we took the road with these kids for six, for four, three to four months, you know, capturing this wild experience. And, you know, a year later, you know, people got to discover what we did. And, you know, we got done shooting in March, you know, almost, almost a year ago. So mm -hmm. top class has been out, top class has been out, what, you know, two or three weeks now. So, I mean, it was a year ago where, where it came out, but, but now nah, it was just, uh, it was the right time. It was the right I time. As a filmmaker, it's such an in also um, something like a documentary where you have to be invasive. How did you find that balance where you were trying to get these kids to open up or talk about what was going on? This crazy sort of mini superstardom happening around them. Trust, trust, yeah. trust. You know, they look at me and they're like, yo, he looks just like me. He wears his hat like me. He dresses like me, you know. He, he's he, he's like one of us you know so i think that's that's the thing is like you know that i've been fortunate enough to do where it's like you know any like i said we talked about in the beginning like i've been lucky enough to where the people that i work with trust me and they feel comfortable around me and um and that goes to you know the, the filmmakers that were on board too like we were traveling with them we were at the hotels with them we were eating dinner with them you know we were, we were on the plane with them and after they saw like yo like you guys are really with us 24 seven. You guys are riding with us in these high style environments. Maybe y'all ain't so bad after all, you know, and that that's when you start to feel like that's when we're able to get those intimate moments with the camera. Cause then it's like, Oh, you know, they, the camera's always here, you know? So now it's like, we can just be ourselves, you know? Yeah. Do you think you're always going to tell these kind? I mean, nobody knows where the future goes, but tell these kinds of stories where they are very human. I mean, every, everything I've seen of yours, as I said before, it focuses on the human moments. Do you think that's, yeah. that's just your vibe? Is that yeah, what I you're drawn that, to? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that like, you know, for me personally, um, you know, whether I'm writing a script or, you know, if I, if I do a doc, like, you know, I always try to make my biggest thing, you know, I'll swear to this to the end of these, I just, there's always, why should you care about the character? you know why should you care and i think that's just the biggest thing that i hold myself on is just whether i'm writing a script or i'm doing a doc or you know anything it's like when i'm putting pen to pad it's like okay like in my in, in my feature film right it's about a kid who has to it's his last summer in oakland before he goes off to college and he's a tech genius you know but okay he's a tech genius and he's from oakland but what's the biggest thing that's destroying oakland right now you know it's gentrification it's silicon valley so he has to make that decision where it's like the thing that's destroying my home is the thing that i love to do 
And I think that's, it's like you care for him because it's like all he does, all he wants to do is help out his community. But his community is like, what you do is evil. You know, what you do is ruining us. What you do is pushing us out. You know, it's making it hard to live here. And I think sometimes like with, with Control X, which is the name of my feature that me and Lance Holloway wrote, I didn't want to do a typical story of, oh, you know, hey, gentrification is happening. People are getting pushed out. Oh, man, I'm angry. I was like, well, now nah, how do we take a smarter approach to that where you put the, the rising conflict in the character? You know, like where they, they love what they do and that's their calling, but their community sees otherwise because that's what's pushing them out and making their lives more difficult, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that's just with anything, you know, um, anything that I do, I want I want people to to feel for that character and, and feel for them because they have a human truth, you know. Do you think because you spend so much time behind the camera, it changes how you write your characters because you know, you you know what that feels like to be really yeah, on both sides because so. you've acted too. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have to be. I think to to be a writer, you have to be crazy, and, and, I, and I mean that. <laughs> I mean that in like just the most like just the the funniest way, but I mean think about it. When you write, you have to have two characters talking to each other in your head, you know. So you have to literally hear voices in your head, you Mm -hmm. know. And and I think that's the thing is, you know, I I want this conversation to talk about love and passion and this, and now the other character has to conflict with the other one. So for me, it's just like I've, I've I've grown as a writer. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I'm just excited for people to, uh, to, to see my feature, you know, um, hopefully we, uh, land, I'm, I'm manifesting that we land a deal, uh, with the production company this summer. Are you, are you pitching it to one of the bigger, like the Netflixy type things, Amazon-y type things? No, yeah, I think, I think it, for, for, for Control X, I think it's, whatever production company wants to put up the money and then yeah. you know, hopefully we get it to, to theaters, you know? Does it make a difference that you come to the table with all these great content? I mean, I imagine, I don't, uh, I imagine it's, it's a tough road regardless, but you mm-hmm. have this great body of work that speaks for itself. That must open doors. Oh, it'll, it'll, I have, trust me. I have, I have two projects uh, coming out in june and and at the end of those projects people will be like well what do you what do you want to do and i think that i'm not even worried about <laughs> i'm not even i'm not worried at all about getting my movie made because i think you know at the end of june people are gonna be like well what do you want to do and, and how can we help you do it you know so i think it was it's just been years of hard work and success and you know the having you know, being 26 years old, you know, being able to do a whole like doc series on Amazon, um, it speaks volumes. So I'm just thankful for that. Mm-hmm. You know? Heck yeah, for sure. What's that? Can you talk about what's coming out in June or is that under the wrap uh, still? Yeah, I, I can't even, I can't even talk about those, but yeah, just, just June, June. I think like I told a lot of people like, you know, I think, June, my life is going to change drastically, uh, drastically. <laughs> like, you know, like there's moments where like people, people were like, Oh bro, like top class. Like, yeah, top class changed my life. But these next two films are going to be ones that are like, okay. Like, cause they might come out back to back, 
you know, like legit yeah. one week after the other. And these are like two films with like two brands that are heavy, like globally, you know? So I think when these two films come out, you know, they might come out simultaneously and like, there's going to be press behind it. There's going to be panels. Like I might, you know, there might be a time in June where it's like, all right, cool. I got a panel today and I got a panel tomorrow. Then I got a zoom today and a zoom tomorrow. And this article interview, you know, it's it's not even it's every let's just say this like years every year all these years of hard work are going to pay off in june that's what yeah. i'm saying god willing i'll pray for that for you god willing. <laughs> does it give you anxiety knowing that you're right on this precipice and and the things to live up to and and your your heroes all the people that you admire so greatly and the walking first in their shoes and then hopefully surpassing because your shoes are bigger kind of thing. You know, it's, do you have any anxiety around that stuff? I do. I do. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I know it's there, you know, um, I know that, you know, there's a quote by Ryan Coogler. He says, uh, when you, when you're going into a film, you know, you know that regardless or not, like, you know, your life isn't going to be different after it. And, um, you know, that's the situation that I'm in now where, you know, I'm prepping to go shoot something, you know, a film that potentially might change my life in like, you know, a month, you know? So my life, if I nail it and I get everything done how it should be, you know, my life won't be different in July. My life won't be the same in July it'll be drastically different, you know? And that's, and that's like what, three, four months from now. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wake up every day and I do the same thing, like take care of any meetings I have to work out, meditate, read, you know, it's business as usual. So, you know, I'm just like, I know when it, <laughs> July comes, my life will be way different. So you do have a practice that, that keeps you grounded and self-care and so oh, yeah, going into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Every, every morning I'll get up, fill up my bottle of water. I'll drink some tea. I'll burn some sage, Palo Santo. I'll journal. I have a little book called uh, manifest now that I read. I work out. Um, I see, I see some of my friends, but it's the same thing every morning. Journal, green tea, sage palo santo uh a smoothie um i do the same thing every morning have you done that for a long time or is that a practice you only developed over the last couple of years no i think i think honestly i've been doing i've been doing the journaling and the tea shoot since college since yeah. college just wake up and just write down my thoughts and then fix some green tea and just sit on that i've been doing this since college um, for a while now so you know i think journaling is key because it allows you to get all your thoughts out um and the green tea is just essential in the morning you know yeah wakes you up i think that that the writing thing so i do that in the morning i wake up and i do the 10 the uh, morning pages you know the 10 minutes of writing and it becomes its own strangely it becomes its own meditative practice because yeah. you're able to you're able to all those loose thoughts that you have in your head, you're able to just like get them off, you know, and it's, it's therapeutic because you feel like you, you finally, you know, you got something off your chest, you know? 
and off your mind. Yeah. Do you have crazy dreams? Are they super intricate and vivid? Honestly, honestly, I don't even have crazy dreams. Honestly, I what? can't sleep at well, no, it's like I can't sleep at night. Well, I can sleep at night now, but sometimes like I think the last time I was able to like really sleep at peace, not like because I've been thinking about it. I've I've been working on a project probably every day for the last since my senior year of college. Yeah. I think what is that? That's 2016. I've probably been working on a project every day since 2015. So are you a big stress ball then? (laughs) No, I mean I think it's just like, you know, I don't know. I think it's just like I'm always I always feel like I have to be doing working mm-hmm. on some project or some film, you know, um, even when I was working at Adidas, you know, I was, I was still trying to like come up with film ideas and stuff, you know, um, even when I have like full-time jobs, I'm still trying to figure out certain stuff, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's actually sad. It's not sad, but it's just like, even when top class came out, like I was able to celebrate that for like people were hitting me up like, man, bro, I hope you celebrate. What are you doing to celebrate? I'm like, dude, like I'm about to shoot something tomorrow. <laughs> That's how I'm celebrating. Like I'm about to go work and go shoot something. I'm prepping for it. They're like, why are you prepping for something? Like you just, you just came out with a duck. Why are you prepping? Like, why aren't you celebrating? I'm like, dude, I, I just don't know. And I think that sometimes like maybe when the world opens back up, like I'm able to celebrate, but you know, Maybe I'll celebrate in July, you know? Um, I think for me, like, July will be such a, June will be such a big month for me. I think in July I'll celebrate. I don't know if you already have it in you that that you move the goalpost to success, that you don't get to be in that moment. I think that that's just a type of personality that as soon as you reach that pinnacle, you, you look at the next mountaintop. Yeah, not as real. I mean, I think I might, you know, I think I know when everything will hit me. Everything will hit me when I'm able to go back to Auburn and show my movie at the uh, at the Grand Lake Theater. Once I'm able to do that, everything will hit me then. Like, I'll, I will literally ball tears because I worked years for that moment. You know? Like, that's when it will hit me. When I'm at Grand Lake, and my loved ones, my family, my friends, people that I grew up with, and everybody sits down and watches the, my first ever movie, I'll shed tears. I'll bawl. I'll cry. Oh, yeah. And it'll be like everything that I kept in me, because I was working for that moment. You know? And that was the, that's that one moment that I worked for. I just, oh, yeah. as I wanna, and then after that, I'll go ahead and I'll do whatever blockbuster films, whatever TV shows, but let me just go back home because I already have the script written. It's like, let me go back home and pr- premiere my, my first ever feature film in an Oakland movie theater. I'll I literally, I'll break down on the floor crying because that's everything. I, that's everything. I, I, every, everything that I've done to this point is to lead to that moment. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that you have so many people in your life that, that, that lift you up. It's such an important thing, especially as a kid growing up how important it is to have people around you that see that spark in you, that, that see that talent and 
that's awesome that you get to, you know, go back and be like, yo, we did it. Because then it becomes communion. It's not mm-hmm. just about your success. It's about every, I have a strong belief that we are like, now that we, you and I have met, I now, you know, part of you is, it lives in me. And a part mm-hmm. of me now lives in you. And so mm-hmm. I think as we're moving up through our life, all the people that, that are really the good, the good supporting, loving people, it's a piece of them to have that success. It's sort of like yeah. this big. No, that's real. That's real. I feel like that's like the realest stuff. Like, cause I feel like when I win, you know, my friends win, you know, when I win, my family wins. When I win, my loved ones and, and the people that that gave me game and mentored me and looked after me, you know, they yeah. win too, you know. So, like I said, it's uh, my life could, I know this, you know, I've manifested this, but I know my life could, could you know, will be looking much different after June, you know. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, growing up, I mean, as a, as a black man now, you have, you have people coming up looking at you like oh my gosh you look like me look at the things you're doing that's amazing that representation is huge just like you look to your heroes who look like you Mm -hmm. it's so important that's that's the goal yeah that's always that's always that's always the goal you know the goal is to always inspire the next person to do it you know just kind of how you know i look at somebody like uh i look at somebody like ryan cooler you know he's you know, went to the same, you know, from the same, same city, you know, went to, you know, Catholic, Catholic same Catholic high school. We went to St. Mary's. I went to Odell. Um, you know, we, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like we took the same path, you know? So for me, it's, you know, he went to go see, I went to Oregon, but, uh, for me, I'm like, yo, you know, I can do the same thing you can. Yeah. You know? And when you see that, you know, it's, it's just motivational, you know? Yeah. Are you a duck or a beaver? I'm a duck. You're a I'm duck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so. Oh, for real? Where? Yeah, in Seattle. And so uh, I, I went to school at Western. A bunch of my girlfriends were dating guys uh, in Oregon. And so we would go to parties there and go down and like go to football games and stuff. You guys took that <laughs> three hour drive. You, do, to, you, you do, do it for love. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, we no, we we would we would go. I remember when I was in college, we would go to we would go to. I think I went to like two concerts in Seattle. No, hold on, yo, yo, Eugene to Seattle is five hours. I'm yeah, it's five five and a half. I think something like that. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that. Me and my ex, man, we went to a, a Beyonce concert. We left from Eugene. And we drove all the way to Seattle. Yeah. All the way to Seattle and drove all the way back. And I was, because I was thinking, I was like, Eugene, Seattle's three hours from Portland. Yeah, so it's, like, a, uh, it's a haul. It's, yeah. That, <laughs> whoo, see, I love Eugene. Way. Eugene is a cool town. It's a little hippie town. <laughs> it is. It is. Portland's cool, too. That's actually yeah. funny. Like, the distance from Eugene to Seattle is like from Oakland to L.A. I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. Five and a half hours. Then, okay. Yeah, it's about five and a half hours. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. I mean, nice you just bad. put on a podcast or good music and the time flies. It, it flies, especially if you're with people. 
Yeah. So, I like, I, mean, I, know, uh, I love to road trip by myself. I've driven across the country uh, uh, half a dozen times and I love it. Oh, half a dozen? Easily. Maybe seven oh. or eight. I love it. Oh man, I I can't even do the trip to I can't even do the trip from from Oakland to to LA so many times. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm used to it now, but I'm just like, you know, if I don't have to do it, I will catch yeah. the flight. I have you know. a strong bladder. <laughs> oh well, I mean, that is you know, the key. Have, if you have if you have your if you have your routes, if you know where like in the stops, I know where I stop at. You know, and it, oh, I know if ones. I wasn't, yeah, like well, if yeah. I could get, once I get past the grapevine, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And then I know there's one little midway point, And once I pass there, I'll take a little pit stop there, maybe yeah. get some food or maybe just use the bathroom and stretch and get some gas. And then I'll head on home. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, the man, brain, the that. brain goes, there it is. No, we're yep, home free. Yep, yep. Yeah. Now we're home free. Now it's the home stretch. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. for me, like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we're good. We're home, you know? And then once I started getting like Tracy and I know once I start seeing the little windmills and stuff, I'm like, all right, I'm back in the bay. Start getting into Pleasanton. But yeah, yeah, I took that drive. I took that drive, you know, cause if you think about it in, in the fall, I was going back and forth to the bank for, while I was working on the project. And I was just like, yo, you know, I couldn't catch a flight because, you know, Corona was super bad at the time. Yeah. And, um, in the fall especially traveling for the holidays so i was like yo i think there was one week where i drove up to the bay came back to la for like two or three days and then it was like christmas and i had to drive right back up it was crazy i never wanted well the second time my cousin came with me and we stayed uh and we was he drove half and i drove half and it was perfect you know yeah yeah so you you brought up an ex i'm curious is it hard to find people relationship wise that get where your brain goes i feel like for creatives right our yeah. brains are just wired differently yeah. and the amount of like you said like your whole life is is head down do the work get it done be the best and that's really hard for people outside of that to understand how have you navigated that craziness that was my my you know that was my my issue of my last relationship was just you know, my ex, she didn't really, uh, she didn't really get it. You know, like you do have to be crazy, you know, like you have to, you know, cause certain times, like your mind is on so many different things and you're thinking about how can I make my next project the best and how can I make it better and all that stuff. Like, you know, but you know, when you, yeah. when you, when you, when you, uh, you know, in the future, you know, when you find somebody, you find somebody. But for me, I'm like, you know, I'm so focused right now. You know, I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to, I know what it takes to be in a committed, like, relationship and, like, you know, the amount that it would take. And I'm just like, you know, for me, my relationship is, like, with film, you know. Yes, it's your first so, love. That your art is show. your first love. And I hate to break it to you, but your art will always be your first love. And that's why it takes a special person that understands that they that that it's not them it's the fact that your passion yeah. is so devoted it doesn't mean you can't be a good person to someone else but they just have to know how to you know no one to throw food at you and run away <laughs> so you don't starve yeah. to death unless you're working so hard but also you know be a it, it, i think it's hard i think it's hard to date a creative for sure exactly yeah. no i mean yeah. it's 
and in, in the end we're all fucking crazy you know yeah we're all, we're all, we're all crazy but yeah. i mean hey you know whatever the, i'm a strong believer in the universe wherever the universe comes whatever the universe comes but i know for myself right now i'm like yeah let me let me uh let me handle a couple of things before i get into that you know yeah I listened to another interview that you did that you were talking about the universe and I was like, oh, that's good. And then you were talking about faith and I see those two things as, as deeply intricately woven together. And I know a lot of people separate sort of their, their concept of the universe and their concept of God and faith and all that stuff. How has that helped keep you centered and provide a, oh. a safe space? At the end of the day, to me, like people always ask, like, man, do you think you failed? And I'm like, no, nah, I haven't failed. Because, like, every single, you know, every single doubt that I've had or thing that I've went through, um, you know, it, uh, it always led me down a better path and it was a learning lesson. So, I mean, to me, like, the universe and God, like, they've never steered me wrong. And I think that's so many times I have to believe that because there's times where I'm like, you know, stressed out, but I'm like, everything always comes up good in the end, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I've, I've always, all my life, I've always had moments where it always made sense in the end. So and that's where the universe comes in handy. I'm a, I've been real big in the manifestation of the universe lately. So uh, those are all things that I believe if you manifest and speak into existence, like I'll never forget. Um, I wanted to go to Oregon so bad one year, like so bad. And I was manifesting. I didn't even know what manifest was, but I was doing it. And I would see ducks. I would see O's on cars. You know, I would see Oregon license plates, like all over the Bay Area, you know. <laughs> and I would tell my mom, like, yo, I saw, a, I saw an Oregon license plate. I saw an O on the back of the car. I saw a duck. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang, like, am I even going to get in? I, like, I had the news one time. I literally bought an Oregon hoodie and I was wearing it. And I didn't even got to the school yet. I was just like, I already know I'm about to get in. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You know, so you, you, tell, you tell them and it's like, yo, you know, I'm, I'm going to get this made or, you know, I'm going to get my movie made. You know, that's why I always, I, was, I sometimes like on my Instagram, I post like, you know, the name of my film you know, the title cover of it, you know? So when people ask like, man, what is Control X? What is Control X? I'm like, no, it's my movie. You know, I've been talking about it for years, you know? I think um, that yeah. the act as if you've, it's already happened. It's a great way to shake hands with the universe. Exactly. And me and the universe have been, uh, we've been best friends so far. So I, I always, I always trust the universe, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I, I love that you meditate. I think that's a, just since you are somebody who's going to pretty soon probably be known by a whole lot more people, but you're already well known that to hear them, to hear that that is part of your practice. I think that's good for people to hear because our brains are constantly like, we're just barraged with information all the time. And mm -hmm. to know that, that you know how to focus that down. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, I think, I think yoga has helped, um, I think reading this manifest now is helped. It's honestly probably like, I would say it's like, uh, it's the best book that I've ever read. <laughs> and really? I always, oh yeah, I legit, like I recommend it all the time to people because it's kind of like, 
you know, it's kind of like because one of my favorite books is The Alchemist, and The Alchemist always talks about my favorite all time book. I read it every six months. Freaking love that book. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, it's all good. And the book talks about like if you want something bad enough, the universe will will conspire to bring it, and that's what manifestation is. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm like, that's why this manifest book is pretty much like The Alchemist, but like it goes deeper into certain things, certain practices that you can take, you know, that, that putting things into the universe, like in the alchemist, it's like the universe will, will work together to make it happen, you know? Yeah. Handshake with the universe. Yeah. I freaking exactly. love that book. Anybody listening, book. you have to read the alchemist. It's so good. Oh, oh. you got it. You got it. You got to do it. That's like the, aud- the audible's good too. The audio version of it's also excellent. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Like it's, it's one of them, you know? Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited for you. It's so cool. I'm just taking it one day at a time. <laughs> one day, one day at a time. Like today, it's like, you know, I, today was one of my, uh, today was one of my, I guess you could say, like lighter days. And I was like, yo, like, you know, t- that's cool. You know, I don't have to have like any hectic meetings or be doing something like you know because tomorrow could be a hectic day i could be, get an update like yo we gotta go casting yada yada, yada. like <laughs> things are crazy so i think i've not learned now to realize is like you know when when i put in the work that i need to sometimes you just gotta sit back and let things happen yeah it also helps to have days where you don't have to do anything because you have to replenish the stores you know absolutely absolutely it- Absolutely. You have to, you have to just recover, you know? It took me a long time to realize that I used to beat myself up so bad about uh, having time off or chilling out. Yeah. yeah. And you, and you feel like, yo, you feel like you have to be doing something like every single, every single time in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. you really, you really don't, you know, sometimes you just, just lay down, just chill, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people how they can find you. Uh, so you can find me on um, my website. Uh, it's Tevin J Tavares T E V I N J T A V A R E S. I'll put uh, links for everything too on HeyHumanPodcast.com. So hey, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, Tevin, you're awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm gonna uh, put links to all your stuff to all the your short films and things so people can find it easily. They don't they don't have to do any of the work. They just go one place and see it all. Well, they can probably do that on your website too. But no, nah, definitely everything is up to date on there. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so nah. much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. No, nah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Susan. Like definitely, you know, and like I said, you know, you heard it first on your podcast. You know, it's we gonna be great. It, you know? I, I mean, I, it, I can tell there's some people you just know, and I can tell you, you're going to, you're going to be huge and I'm excited. It's so great. Thank you for listening, everybody, and take care of each other. Bye. Bye-bye. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Bye.